Lucy bailed out all out. Grabbed by Wow, she's fast. Oh my goodness, what a star. Wow, she's fast has won the tip lead. Hello folks and welcome to the Australian Cup Carnival Vodcast. I'm your host James Vandermart and I am absolutely pumped about the next big three weeks at the MGRA. I'm only here for week one. I'm heading to Bali for a little bit of a holiday break and a freshen up. They're paying me that well. I could only need to do the one shift. I'm going to welcome my very, very special guest. I'm going to call him on today's podcast, Corey Smith to the uh, table. Smithy, how are you, mate? Oh, I was going well until I uh, copped that sort of clip, Jim. I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm not getting paid for this. So it must have all gone straight into your pocket, so lunch is on you. It's worked out well. I had banana bread for breakfast and a little Coca-Cola, so I'm going beautifully. <laughs> Mitch Abaya, you're looking sharp, my friend, for a man who woke up at four. Yeah, not feeling too sharp, Jimmy boy, but yeah, up at four o'clock at the airport is not really what you want to do, but uh, here is where I want to be, and with you two fellas, we'll dissect a bit of racing. It's good. Yeah, I like it. I've never met a man who wants to tell so many people that he had to get up at uh, had to get up at 4am, but that's Mitch Abaya for you, the, the great peacock. Uh, Smithy, I want to talk a little bit about the, uh, the change to the racing process program for this Australian Cup Carnival because I was broadcasting at the Meadows last week about to call a race and I said the Zoom top, the Temley, the Rookie Rebel they're all on night one. First week of the three week carnival. Lure driver Corey Hiscock then comes in and he says Jimmy, you need to have a look and do some reading. I think were his exact words. I did some reading and I love what I see. I tell you what, I reckon I'll need to get the team out the back to clip that up because that's the first time you've ever admitted you were wrong yep. doing anything, Jim. But <laughs> three-week carnival, uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. We obviously changed it this year. Australian Cup has the heats, the semi-finals, and the final as well. A three-week series. We moved the Rookie Rebel to week three. Basically, just to give participants an opportunity to win more prize money, to have a crack at more races. And we think it flows a little bit better as well. And obviously, being exempt, being in the Temley straight into the semi-finals is a nice little carrot uh, competing for some prize money week one and then you move to week two and uh, you, you get a little bit of a leg up on the opposition. Yeah, I love it. I love the idea and I love the fact that if you're a punter, not necessarily a racing purist, but a punter, Mitchie, and you see a greyhound like Transponder go around in the Tem Lee, big chance he goes on to win a semi-final of the Oz Cup or qualify for the Australian Cup, and you get to see the superstars three weeks in a row. So they're going to become so familiar, almost household names to the punters. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Uh, great move from uh, the team down there at the Meadows, but, yeah, we all want to see where the great greyhounds go around. Mm. There's no doubt about it. The, the more we see them racing at the, at the quality tracks, city tracks, um, you know, the more excited we get. So, as you said, not just punters, enthusiasts as well, or, not, or the other way around. But, uh, yeah, super keen to see three weeks into these greyhounds. Yeah, massive, massive three weeks ahead and massive, massive podcast to kick off as well. First of three weeks of this uh, particular edition of the podcast. We will have the live box draws as well for the Tem Lee and the Zoom Top done here uh, on the Sports Bet set in Melbourne. So looking forward to that. But we're going to kick off by taking a look at the Tem Lee and we'll start, before we get to the box draw, boys, just chatting a little bit runner by runner, starting in alphabetical order, and that would mean... I mean, Alpha Zulu's up first, one of the rising stars of the sport. You say he's a rising star, but he's been mm. around so many big races already. He still already. feels young. He does, and he still is. Uh, particularly if you look at his starts, he hasn't had that many, but so many of them have been in the big races. He's won some of them. He's performed well in others. Uh, he is an absolute star on the rise, and the box draw probably doesn't matter too much for him. It's probably all about the dogs drawn around him. Yeah, he's only two and a half years old, so he's still a little... Still young. Yeah, he's still young. Uh, he's an absolute flying machine. If he gets it on his own way, uh, he's... Well, not unbeatable, but uh, he's pretty hard to run down. Speaking of a greyhound that could be unbeatable if he gets everything right, Big Energy's the second greyhound we're taking a look at. And I feel like when, when we saw him through that Melbourne Cup carnival, if he drew inside, he was just a different dog. 
Yeah, he is. He, he's obviously a very fast animal. He's probably, well, he's the only dog that's broken 29 seconds in this field at Sandown. He has to come to the Meadows where he has run fast times previously as well. He's had a bit of a let up after a really busy back end of the year, but he's an incredibly fast dog. Yeah, I think um, the uh, Phoenix sort of time when he was absolutely flying, trial there with 2961, uh, he he's a freak. He can step. He can, he's strong as well. He's going to be a major player. Yeah, what about this Greyhound Explicit, the third Greyhound we're taking a look at now? This is a young pup, beautifully bred by Bernardo, one of the uh, the best sires in the game, by Brugalino, who was an electric chaser herself. He's had 12 starts. He's won 10 of them, nearly won $100,000, and his provincial form is absolutely airborne. He spears the lids. I don't know what else to say. He won the great chase. He ticked so many boxes. His name's explicit, so we have to be a little bit careful with Corey and make sure he doesn't drop a, an F-bomb or something yeah, like that, no, Smithy. No magic, no magic from me, but he is magic, <laughs> this dog. He, he's electric. He's broken five seconds of the first peg. He's a Group 3 winner at the track and distance. He's a very, very fast animal and, in my opinion, the most exciting dog in Australia. I reckon yeah. Smithy's regretting getting me on the podcast. <laughs> well, uh, if you had heard him talk about the dog the other day, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll might not have been able to record it, but uh, absolute freak of a dog. <laughs> flying at the moment, as is Bernardo as a sire, but um, five flat, he went 29.70 at the Meadows. He's going to be a huge player. And I think younger pups have a little bit of an edge in big races like this. They just don't know what to get themselves into. They just go hell for leather. Uh, sometimes the more experience they get, they can, you know, not mm. shirk it, but they can race in different ways. Well, I think he's got the speed to lead no matter where he draws, so I think he's a huge contender. The next Greyhound idolise now, she's the uh, the grandma of Greyhound racing, I think you could say. It's sort of, yep. when I see her race, it reminds me of, of getting out on the tennis court myself and having a bit of a hit like you're sort of in the twilight of your career I think it's fair to say but yeah, she's grandma. she's a marvel isn't she the grandmother of greyhound racing I'll tell you what she's a hell of a lot better than uh, you are on the tennis court she's still flying this girl she's a mum as we all know she she had an extended break she raced in the Temley two years ago uh, and ran a placing in that race and she's still going just as well as ever she'll be uh, vying for that early lead with explicit I would imagine yeah over four year old and who would have thought a greyhound of that age could run 2950 or around Winnie Park three mm. starts ago. So she's absolutely flying. And she's always in races. She's, she's so good at it. And she almost pinched the Melbourne Cup. Like on the home yeah. corner late last year, I thought the, the grandmother of Greyhound Racing is going to win a Melbourne Cup. Like it would have been extraordinary. She gets ran down. But I feel she's almost improved since uh, since that Melbourne Cup run. Um, Mapunga Shine up next. Uh, here's a Group 1 winner. Definitely a, a young kid on the rise. Yeah, certainly is. The Group 1 Silver Chief winner uh, from about six weeks ago. He's a very fast animal. He, he beat Scalacci the other day at Sandown. Was very very impressive uh, in in doing that and I think this is a greyhound that has a massive massive future. Yeah he does I think he's probably a bit uh, box draw dependent I think he has to be down near the fence somewhat but is, another... that, is that just because do you think he's got a lack of early speed or what's the reason? No he's got early speed but I think his best form has come from inside draws and he gets he gets on the rail and he goes um, trying to cross a field like this from an outside draw, it's going to be tough. Yeah. There's so much speed, idolise, um, explicit, just to name a couple, Alpha Zulu. So a lot of them can all run around that five-second mark. So, yeah, if I'm him, I want to be drawing. It's a great insight from uh, from Mitchie. What about Morton? Um, one of the fastest greyhounds going around. I think he still holds the fastest run at the Meadows in the last 12 months, or very close to it. He won the gold bullion by the skin of his chinny-chin-chin. Yeah, uh, under race conditions, he was the fastest dog last year, 2023. He's, uh, he's still on the rise. He's still a young pup, and uh, he won the gold bullion in unbelievable fashion. I think a few people would have seen Mitch and I uh, carrying on on SEN track uh, about the win. It was it was seriously impressive. Yeah, that day he went 29.55 at the Meadows. He only went 5.07 early, so it's not like he broke five or uh, even gone close to it. So, um, yeah, absolute phenomenal greyhound. He's flying at the moment. He's chasing through a brick wall. He's shown two sides to his game. Comes off the speed, or he can lead. Um, 
major, major player, and yeah, what a career he's had so far. Do you think he's only coming from off the speed because of the awkward draws he's been receiving, and maybe if he draws one, two, or three, he could actually go out and run a five? 02 or something like that and almost lead. Yeah, his box draws have been pretty uh, similar to some of the, your ground, Jimmy boy. Might have been drawn all right. Yeah. We've got the GRV stewards here, so I'm happy, I'm happy. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Look, his last four starts, he's had boxes four and five, and uh, a lot of those starts he's had speed inside. So they probably held him off the rail where he wants to be, but on his day, he can lead. Mm. Uh, but I like seeing a greyhound that either can lead or come off the speed and, and still run dogs down. So some can just throw throw the towel in pretty yeah. easy. What about Scalacci? Uh, the Greyhound who, if you take out the Phoenix, pluck that from his form, not certain he'd be in the race, but his form to get him to the Phoenix was outstanding. Uh, his run in the Phoenix was outstanding. What do you, what do you make of this boy, Scalacci? He's a million dollar earner, pizza shop owner. There's so many good stories behind him. And I feel that Talji might just know how to pick this Greyhound at the right time. Yeah, well, one thing that Scalacci hasn't had in his career to date is probably consistency. Leading up to a top gun, he was in really good form over in Adelaide. Came back, he's a very fast animal, as we know. Looked like maybe Ladbrokes made the wrong decision uh, picking him so early in the, in the Phoenix, but then he comes out and wins it. So they made the, mm. the correct call. Very fast dog, all about the first 20 metres for me. Scalacci needs to put himself in the race, and he can break him up down the back if he can get out and uh, highball up near the lead. Yeah, the in interesting thing I found with him, uh, just looking at his recent form, his weight, the, he'd increased in weight by half a kilo, and I reckon it's pulled him back a little bit early. Um, when he was flying, especially uh, Albi uh, Angle Park, sorry, he was 32.7. Then when he won the Phoenix, he was around 33.2. He got up to 33.8. So I wonder whether he there was something off about him. He hasn't been pinging the lids. I reckon he's starting to come back into some shape, and the last one was pretty good. So, um, yeah, he loves the Meadows. You know bit. what I reckon, Mitchie? What's that? He won the Phoenix, a million-dollar race. He's owned by a pizza shop owner. You reckon I reckon he's been pizzas? tucking into margaritas. You, <laughs> oh, I you and I would. No probably a couple oh, yeah. of Scalacci's by uh, now I reckon they've probably named one after him. Quite possibly. I think there will be a pizza uh, pizza named after him, no doubt about that. Transponders, the uh, the lucky last runner making it through to the uh, the Temelee and Wow, he uh, he holds the key, doesn't he? Because he does, as you said earlier in the in the in the coverage, he, he likes to shift up the track a little bit. So where he draws is not just important for him, it's important for the other seven runners trying to win the Tem Lee. Yeah, I think if you went through the field and spoke to all the trainers, none of them would want to be drawn to his direct outside, but he doesn't push off incredibly hard. It's just a lot harder than uh, some of the greyhounds that you've seen as absolute top liners in recent years. So he's, he's got that little quirk about him, but he can nail the start. He can run home strong. He's, uh, he's a top quality greyhound as evidenced by the Adelaide Cup and the Top Gun wins. Yeah, that uh, that match race where he beat Aussie Rocks 29.55, mm. 5.07 early, the exact same same time Morton ran when he went 29.55. So, um, yeah, Dog's an absolute flying machine. Who would have thought he would have won? Uh, I think it was the, was the Top Gun he uh, Top Gun, Adelaide Cup. Yeah, um, yeah. just go straight to the front. He's got early speed. Uh, I think he. I, I think a lot of people pigeonhole him to being a wide 6, 7, 8 dog, but he's shown he can do it if he steps well, off. He won the Adelaide Cup from box yep. number one, yeah, so, so he can do it from anywhere. He's a freaky animal. And, and I think Jason Thompson knows how good he is, and I reckon he's starting to prove a few others that he's probably in one of the top couple in the kennel. Yeah, well, he's around the half a million dollars in prize money. You don't get there unless you're a really fast greyhound, and he's now a three-time group, group one winner for memory. So he's He's a superstar transponder. There you go, there. nearly half a mil. He wins the Tem Lee and he's well over half a mil. That's the that's the plan for a transponder. I always say, boys, you can tell the quality of a race. <laughs> 
by the strength of its reserves. I knew this was coming. Tim Zoo, Hector Fawley, that's a bloody good lot of reserves. He's only saying this because he had a very fast dog be the reserve up at Richmond recently. <laughs> who was the Mitch wise Didn't person? quite get a run. Didn't who, quite get a who run. Who was the old bloke who told you uh, that, that quote from up at Richmond? Someone had no, to tell no, you. I, I think I, it was Gandhi or something. I, if, <laughs> if, if, you, if you go back through my old GRV extra work, and yeah. I'm talking, you know, when I used to work with Ali Wicks and we were doing previews for GRV. Is that when you had the fringe? That oh, there was hair going everywhere, you couldn't boys. see how he is? No. Anyway, I used to always say that. And, and yeah. it's such a good way. Like, I know you're taking the piss out of no, me, but it is such right. a good way. If you have a look and you say, well, Hector Fawley's not good enough to be in the race, nor is Tim Zhu. Yeah. They're two of the best dogs in the country. So I think that speaks volumes on a serious note about how good this field is. Oh, 100%. If either of them get a run in the field, then you're probably going to be having them nice and short in the market, depending where they draw. So uh, I was campaigning halfway through the panel meeting for two Temleys this year because uh, the, the quality and the depth of the race. Which is fantastic for ground racing, isn't it? Like, as you said, the reserves, um, yes, it, it's a funny comment coming out of your <laughs> mouth, but um, it's accurate. When you, when you look at these dogs and you think, geez, they're stiff to miss out, and how often do we say it, that you'll have people say, oh, they should have been instead of this greyhound, and, and you'll have arguments till the cows come home. But the field is so strong. Hector Fawley, Tim Zoo, geez, any of them come in, they're going to be in the, up to their eyeballs. Well, it's one thing we love about uh, these types of races, the invitation type races, the Top Gun, where we've got a panel, the uh, the Tem Lee, where you've got the team at, at the Meadows deciding the field. There's always going to be people who are disappointed, but I love it. I love the idea, and it's time now to get to the box draw. This is so, so very important. We all said Transponder could just about be the key. We're going to find out exactly where he draws here on the Australian Cup Carnival vodcast. Now, I'd like to welcome from uh, from GRV, the stewarding team. We've got Alex Kitching here today to uh, to run the box drawer and we've got the banjo system. So it's as simple as shaking the banjo, the numbers fall into place where the number is corresponds with the colour and that's the run or the box that they'll be they'll be starting from in the Tem Lee. We've got firstly the Tem Lee, then the Zoom Top. So we'll get this underway. Alex can give the uh, the banjo a little bit of a shake and I always like to say to the stewarding department, you can, you can smile, Alex. It's all good, mate. Take it away, Smithy. Uh, it's, it's a tough <laughs> This you've got to be nice and important, nice and uh, nice and straight down the line. But this is going to be a ripper. All right, we start <coughs> off, Smithy. So with Scalacci box three. Scalacci goes into box number three. I reckon Jihad told you he'd be happy with that. He likes the odd draws. He, yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, down near the fence as well, where he wants to be. Uh, next is Transponder box two. Ooh, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe we went a little run. bit early. Yeah. Transponder from box two might use a bit of the track. Scalacci's going to have to nail it now. Jason Thompson would be stoked with that. And next is Mipunga Shine, box one. Oh, there we go. You discussed before, Mitch, that uh, Mipunga Shine, you reckon, drawn down the inside. Transponder pushing off. Plenty of room for the Silver Chief winner. Uh, next is Idolise, box seven. Idolise will be carting across from box number seven with plenty of early speed. Box eight's interesting now. Mm. Get the cart across yeah. with her, yeah. Next is Big Energy, box five. Another, having... another rough draw for uh, Big Energy in a big one. Next is Morton, box four. And speaking of uh, rough draws in big ones, Morton seems to keep drawing them as so well. He's gone he comes five, up in the blue. four, four, five, four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, they could just paint the dog either blue, <laughs> blue or yellow. <laughs> Go for sports bet, break out the back. Next is Explicit, box six. Oh, pace. pace lots pace, of pace, pace out on the outside with Idolise and Explicit drawing. I just wrote his name down. Instead of writing Explicit, I just wrote Pace. Oh. <laughs> That's how quick early he is. This is interesting here. Yeah? And finally, Alpha Zulu, box eight. 
There is a lot of speed drawn out wide there. We've got Mapunga Shine in one, Transponder two, Scalachi three, Morton four, Big Energy five, Explicit six, Idolize seven, and Alpha Zulu eight. That is a huge amount of speed to be drawn out wide, boys. I tell you what, you look at that and you just realise how good this Tem Lee field is. When you put all the names together, pop them in a box draw, phenomenal lineup. I think the winner from the box draw, not necessarily the race, Mitchie, could be number one, Mapunga Shine. Wide runner, Transponder in two. The real pace runners have drawn out deep. Idolise, Explicit, Alpha Zulu. So, tell you what, Mapunga Shine may want to have been a, a roughie coming into this box draw. I think he's one of the key contenders now. Yeah, 507, 2980. I think he went at the Meadows off box one last time out. So, uh, he's a, a very fast dog. He's probably where I'd want to be drawn, down near the fence. Big races, you want good draws and just shows that uh, you can overcome them like Morton did up in Queensland, in Albion Park. But, um, yeah, I think he's probably the best drawn. I think Alpha Zulu's pretty well drawn as well. He's had eight starts off box eight for three wins in a second. So, um, he'll handle the draw well and might get a card across at Idolise. Mm, he was a Bendigo Cup winner from the pink too, wasn't he? Was. he? Alpha Zulu. Well, he, he's going to have to work hard, but he's definitely a chance. Let's take a look at the, the full frame draw here. And I'm going to put you under a little bit of pressure. We're not going to give our complete tip right now, Smithy. But uh, does something stand out straight oh, off looking at it? Straight away, you always want to be drawn underneath Transponder. And when that comes up with the cherry as well, that always helps. Mapunga Shine. But I love the draw for Transponder here. I know we've spoken plenty about how he's a wide runner, but he might be able to hold them off. Good luck to Explicit Idolise even Alpha Zulu, big energy as well. These dogs that have all run low five-second sectionals or even broken it, they're going to have to try and cross Transponder, who will be pushing off the track, who is incredibly strong. Uh, I think, for me, he's the early winner of, from the box draw. Yeah, it's intriguing stuff. Uh, we will be getting to our tips a little bit later on in the show, but uh, let's wind the clock back to last year because when you're looking at a field like this for the Tem Lee and you're trying to find out who is going to win the race, that's the key as a punter, trying to find out who can win the race. I think you need speed. I think you need stamina, and I think you need class. And this is exactly what Wow She's Fast was made of. Now, away and racing and jumping well, Kelsey Bale from the inside. Fernando Mick went out hard. He's bursting across, and then he fit some trouble at the first corner, and Kelsey Bale went through to lead. Raced out by three lengths to Wow She's Fast, and then to third, Amron Boy. They're followed by Fernando Mick recovering from She's a Pearl. A long break then to McInerney, Baby JC, and Mobile Legend, but Kelsey Bale high rolling, led by three lengths to Wow She's Fast, and Amron Boy. Kelsey Bale now all out, grabbed by Wow She's Fast. Oh my goodness, what a Here we go, what a star. You, you could almost tell that I was sitting there in the broadcast box like, this this is unbelievable what this dog can do. Wow, she's fast. And it was an unbelievable field as well. Uh, one of the best fields I've ever seen, to be quite mm. honest with you. You saw Amron Boy storming home. Kelsey Bale just highballing out in front. She's a pearl. Million dollar chase winner Mac and Ernie was in the race. Baby JC, who's won 500,000. Like, it was a phenomenal Tamley last year, and yeah. it was a phenomenal win. And what about Amron Boy? Like, how many times was he unlucky and the yeah. run of the race? Kelsey Bale folded up a little bit late. She'd often get tired when she'd lead, and then she'd storm home at the end. What did you make of those two last year? Yeah, well, Kelsey Bale was interesting. Uh, firstly, leading probably by what five, six lengths looked down the home. back. Looked, looked home. home. Absolutely mm. looked like had the race shot to bits and then to, to fold up and get beaten. Yes, two absolute superstars of the sport. Wow, she's fast. Uh, Amron Boy uh, charging home over the top. But look, Amron Boy, probably one of the fastest dogs we've seen. But when it comes to a race, just didn't have that early uh, brilliance. I think through his middle sections, he was phenomenal. If something held him up, he'd almost run through him. Yeah. Um, and we saw that run there. He was huge. But 
had a little knack of running into a greyhound called Where She's Fast, who just pipped him a couple of times and yeah, made life pretty tough for him. But yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal race. That was a cracking field. I think somebody once said the hay list to black caviar was uh, was Amron Boy. Hey boys, before we get to the Zoom top, I just want to ask you a question. As a member of the MGRA, I've been to Flemington and I walk through the gates, beautiful facility, wander through the grass and there's a massive statue of one of the all-time great trainers, Bart Cummings. When is the Meadows getting a statue of Wow She's Fast? I mean, what she did at the Meadows, they could almost rename the joint, the well, Wow She's Fast venue. I reckon Sportsbet might have to do that, uh, given the fact that they, they won a couple of Phoenixes with there and there was a little bit of <laughs> cashish that entered the, uh, entered the tins here, here at Sportsbet. I reckon if they wanted to do it, I reckon we'd, uh, we'd be comfortable with he's, it. He's a wonderful delegate he around is, me, Corey yeah, Smith. He's like, no, no, we'll leave that to them. I don't want another job to do. Well, he's paying me a fair bit, so it's, it's fair enough. Uh, let's get to the Zoom top, uh, going through runner by runner and then the all-important box draw that's probably not as important as the Temley. With stay as they get back, they find their position and they storm home when it matters. Starting with Big Susie for Jimmy Shaw, one of the uh, the great former Kiwis, I like to call them. And a lot of people get into me and say they're not former Kiwis. Once a Kiwi, always a Kiwi. But he made the move from New Zealand to train in Australia. Gutsy decision. And he now finds himself with Big Susie in the Zoom top, which I think is a, a real credit to him as a trainer. Yeah, for sure. Uh She's a genuine stayer, Big Susie. While she doesn't have the class or the resumes of some of the other greyhounds that we're about to talk about, she'll, she's honest. She'll put herself in the race and uh, she'll be running a big one, I think. Yeah, 4183 at Sandown Park. She knows she, we know she can run time. Uh, the Albion Park form recently was, was good. I thought the first run up there was really good. Second run was massive and then had no luck in the final. So um, is a greyhound that probably goes close to leading this field. I don't think there's too much speed in the race that can hold her out. And um, if she gets to the front, it could be a really interesting race because she's gone 34.50 over the 600 there. Uh, we know she can run the 700 out strong. Um, I think she's a genuine improver. She keeps improving run by run. Next one is Lena Jinx. Interesting runner from South Australia. Now, she's nearly three years of age, only had 13 starts for about six wins. She's the daughter of Luna Jinx. You'll probably remember her, an absolute superstar stayer. She won over a quarter of a million dollars, 29. Uh, yes, she was, by Valo's set back in the day. Uh, won over a quarter of a mil, 29 wins from 85 starts. And she came over to Victoria and had a crack. Now, we're seeing Lena Jinx come to Victoria. Her form in South Australia is phenomenal. She just beats up on them for, for consummate ease. She's that good. She trialled super at the Meadows. Yeah, Absolutely she, she super. We, and she we, stays all day. Exactly right. That's that's the perfect point is she's not quick early. She's going to get back in the field. She's full of X factor though. She She's going to run time. She's going to be running home in sizzling sectionals. It's just whether she can land in front of some of these other really classy greyhounds given the massive rising class that she's facing here. Yeah, and she, that's, she reminds me a little bit of me on the tennis court, this oh. dog, Lena Jinx, because she may not hit winners up. in the first set, but you just continue to get to everything and you're where the opposite. <laughs> Position down. Well, That's Lena Jinx. I'll tell you what, uh, you really tried to mount a case for yourself there. I don't know. I'm if actually real slow. Yeah, I don't, know if you're, <laughs> I don't know if you're in this class, but um, really come on as a greyhound. Early on in the career, just okay, but the last five starts, or oh, sorry, six starts, five wins in there, and the trials at the Meadows have been phenomenal. I don't know if mm. um, those have come out that a lot of people know that what she's public trial, knowledge, I public think. Public trials, but um, absolutely flying at the moment. And same thing, young greyhound, 13 starts into their career only improving, doesn't know any other way, and just goes, just absolutely goes and finds a rail and yeah, absolutely, I'm excited to see her go. Yeah, I'm excited to see what she does as well, and I think she'll have a pal out the back of the field, and that pal will be Maureen Susie. They both 
a such similar stay as Smithy. They get back and they charge home. Yeah, the difference is obviously Moraine Susie's been there, done that. She's a Group 1 winner. She's participated in, in plenty of big finals. And, uh, yeah, I, I would never discount her. We saw... Um, Earlier, the way she's fast run, we'll be, we'll be having a look at the, the run of the, the Zoom top later on and stagger out Lee beat her last year. She's ran in this race, she's ran well, she gets back, she's storm time. She'll be four-year-old in May. Will she? Yep. And she's still going? Yep. The stayers can do it for some reason, though. One tap was the other one, who's about 65 years old and still racing well. She's won 341000 in prize money. Mm. How much did they pay for her? 500 Something like that. Two thousand, something like two thousand two hundred dollars yeah. after about twelve starts. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Fifty-six no? starts, seven wins, and uh, three hundred forty-one k in the pocket. Fair to say, a very good buy. What about Palawar King? If you like having a punt and you like going for a little bit of a ride, like you're at a theme park, back <laughs> Palawar King. <laughs> yep. Exactly right. You don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. Uh, he's bombed it and come over the top of them to win in Group Ones before. He's, he's three-time Group One winner. He's an absolute star. As is his trainer Jack Smith, who yep. knows how to travel them down here and knows how to be, win a big race. Yeah, he said. What did he say to us? In the after the final at Sandown Park, he said, "You don't uh, win the prize money in the heats." That's right. Yeah, he said, "As long as you make it through to the finals, they're the ones you want to win." And so he'll have him cherry ripe. He There's will. no doubt about it. He's a high quality trainer. Pearly Tears. Speaking of high quality trainers, uh, Tim and Rob Britton, two of the great trainers when it comes to training stayers. And the funny thing is, Pearly Tears came down at the same time her kennel mate and uh, and litter brother, like Wildfire, came to Melbourne. Um, Pearly Tears would have been the second stringer. Like wildfires not going so well, and Pearly Tears has taken that next step. Oh, I don't think uh, there's too many staying races at the Meadows or in Victoria in general where you don't have one of these Tears dogs in it. And Pearly Tears is a little bit different to her close relation. She gets out uh, and she can put herself in a nice position, but she's, she's going to be hard to beat. Yeah, she's uh, been in good form as well. Albion Park uh, form was handy, and I thought the run at the Meadows three starts ago, although she went 43-10, was massive, mm. absolutely huge, and I think a big advantage for her is drawing down near the fence. Has to draw down near the fence, has early speed, uh, and any dog with a Briton next to it, you know, is going to be strong to the line. Next Greyhound is a, is a real favourite of Mitchie's, and I think we can give him a little bit of a pat on the back because I'm sure on SEN track he gave this Greyhound a really big push a long time ago, and it's Val Policella. Um, I love the name more than anything, and she's developed into such a, a high-quality stale. Like, there's nothing better than a race caller getting it. It's Val Policella flying home, Smithy. <laughs> How good is it, though? It's a ripper name. Oh, I'm glad you're going to Bali next week, Jim. But Val Policella, <laughs> she is an absolute star. She's going to get back in the field. She's going to be storming home. We saw her uh, win the Gold Cup last week, and, and she got, went to the inside. She had been going round dogs, but she's showing that she's smarter. getting better with racing. She's getting smarter, and uh, she's getting better. Yeah, it's a, uh, I'm actually looking at the definition here now. It's a, uh, it's a zone in uh, Italy, Valpolicella, and it's a wine region. But uh, yeah, first start, after, well, her first start in the career, I said this thing will be running 700 on its ear. She just stormed home, and to my frustration, I reckon I'd tipped her for the, to people for the next six starts, and yeah. she kept dropping out last and screaming home, finally, up over 700. And look what she's done. She's absolutely flying, and uh, good to see her return to some form last week, and yeah, she's going to be real competitive it's here. Nice. It's nice when you get one right early and you say this is going to be a, a Group 1 stayer. On the Green Light On podcast, I said Serena Bale's going to be a Group 1 stayer. <laughs> Barely even won a race Bale over 600 metres. Bale, Raddick, Bale. We can keep listening <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> Smart asses, bloke. I'll tell you one thing, though. One thing, and the listeners at home will agree with me, he's actually got a good stayer, and it kills me to say, uh, can you all class? Yeah. Put him in the black book. Make well, sure he'll be on shorten, Saturday night, Jim. Shorten the odds before Smithy gets on. Mm. Oh, yeah, can you all class? Very, very good, good youngster, isn't he? Nearly as good as Will Vanson. I'm surprised he's not in this race, to be honest, especially with you being <laughs> at the Meadows. Uh, so, uh, Bale. <laughs> 
What do we make of Zoha Bale? A bit of a conflict of interest there, isn't there? Uh, might have to remove Smithy from his position. But what do you make of Zoha Bale? Another greyhound who's going to fly home at the end. Yeah, she is. Um, sorry, he is. Um, he's only the size of a... Uh, 28 kilos. 20, 27 and a half, 20, yeah, 28 kilos. But, um, yeah, been in some decent form. Got rolled the other day at Bendigo, but uh, great resume. 225,000, 24 wins from 62 starts. Um, look, has... Had some super impressive runs. The Meadows, uh, I think, de uh, debut was enormous, mm. over 700. Um, we kind of expected him to be the absolute boom stayer going around. Probably didn't reach those sort of heights, but um, if he can find a position early and not get too far back, we'll always be in races. Mm. You agree? Yeah, ex exactly right. There's a lot of dogs in this. We've seen. We've spoken about Lena Jinx, Moraine Susie, Palawar King, Val Policella, now Zohar Bale. They're going to be back in the field, and uh, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see who leads. And maybe the next dog we talk about, Zulu Blast, might be that leader. He might be able to break them up. And one of these dogs, that they're, they're going to be vying for the same position back in the field. So normally we talk about dogs that want to be up front and running on from there, but this race is a bit different. There's a lot of dogs that will be vying for that run through the field and showing their race sense so it might uh, might kind of bunch up and Zulu Blast might get away Jim. Yeah look and last start he was he was phenomenal wasn't he? He's, sort of, he's got that big loping stride Zulu Blast almost Mitchie a bit like Tornado Tears used to have and I like think. you on the tennis court. Hey don't know about that mate <laughs> I'm more slick quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never no. seen the stewards laugh so hard. <laughs> but no, he's, he's, he's a fast dog, isn't he? He's a yeah. fast stayer because I reckon if he didn't have those little issues early days, we probably would have seen more of Zulu Blast over sprint trips where he had a couple of unlucky runs and they've probably gone to staying racing a little bit quicker because he needs the confidence. And we saw what he's capable of in his last two runs. And, and, and you said a moment ago, Zohar Bale at one stage looked like he could be the next boom stayer. Well, this boy could be the next boom stayer. Yeah, this, uh, this dog would absolutely monster him inside. 37 kilos uh, has really come on in leaps and bounds. 41 48 Sandown, 42 51 at the Meadows. Leeds is going to be awfully hard to beat if he gets to the front running those sort of times. I don't care who's chasing him. And uh, I, don't, I, I think I mentioned this on SEN track. It might have been to Corey. When was the last time you've seen Jason Thompson with a, a, a genuine out? He's got some of the best sprinters you'll ever see. His mm. whole kennel's full of. Uh, it's not like we're talking about the Britons here. This is Jason Thompson with a genuine out and out stayer. Uh, I'm excited to see how this ground goes. You make a good point. Uh, he has had a couple of good ones over the years, yeah, no but doubt. nowhere near as many as what he gets over the sprint. Yep. Well, that's the uh, the field. Mrs. Avenger and Al's Entity are uh, the, uh, the two reserves. So we'll get straight into the box draw. The uh, the stewards are here again. They haven't gone anywhere, in fact. Uh, and they're going to wind this banjo right up, and Smithy's going to take the box draw away. That's it, my absolute favourite, Jim, the banjo. I know, it's weird how you, you seem to enjoy the banjo so much. <laughs> Is, though, Try and explain yeah, the banjo though, it doesn't make much sense. No, well, See why we've ended uh, yeah, up just, a single man. Just make, sure, <laughs> just make sure you're uh, talking about, yeah, this one over there on the table. Uh, Zulu Blast box six. Zulu Blast. It's going to uh, make it difficult to lead from box number six, but maybe still can. Has, I threw my pen at you before, Smithy, and now I need it. <laughs> has done so, uh, has led off boxes five and eight the last two starts. So. Yeah. There's, uh, there's a lot of get back dogs too, which will help him. Uh, Zohar Bale, box eight. Oh. Gee, that uh, I suppose it doesn't really matter too much, Doha Bale, because he's going to get back in the field and run on, so maybe you can put himself in a position. Next is Val Policella, box two. Well, that's your... I reckon, that's a, I reckon that is going to be your favourite, as the Peacock just said. Uh, Val Policella loves getting to the rails. Yep. Uh, next is Lena Jinx, box five. 
She's going to be flopping out the back, so maybe she's no maybe it's not a bad wide. maybe it's not a bad position. I don't think it's bad for her. Yeah, I think box draw irrelevant with the real get back run ons. Next is Marine Susie, box three. Again, another greyhound that's going to be back in the field, running on. Not a huge amount of speed drawn low at the moment. Next is Big Susie, box seven. Oh. Box seven makes it tough for Big Susie. That's a, a grim draw, but if she can put herself in a in a forward position, maybe she can run on as well. Next is Palloa King, box four. Again, another dog. I keep repeating myself, and another dog where the box draw doesn't matter too much, but if he can get himself nice and forward, he's going to be hard to chase down. I feel like Jack Smith would be more content with four than he would with six, seven, or eight, yep. to be honest. And look who's drawing the red. Pearly Tears, box one. Mm. There we go. Pearly Tears goes into box number one for the Britons. You said the Britons uh, know how to train a stayer. They've trained plenty of them over the last few years, and uh, Pearly Tears, I reckon she's going to be she's going to be punching up on the inside. Val Policella, though, to me, from box number two, is just going to get the perfect run. Yeah, and I think the one we might forget about is, uh, well, a couple. Moraine Susie and Palawa King, both drawn down near the, uh, down near the fence where they're going to rattle home. I think that Zulu Blast probably still gets a good clean crack at him. I think he does. Wide. Um, and I think Big Susie can probably go with him. I don't think she can run the time he can, but he may give, him, uh, may give her the cut across. One, six and seven to me are probably the, the speed in the race. The rest of them are going to be uh, kind of punching back and, and trying to come through mm. the field. But See, it'll be interesting to see you later. My initial instinct is you've got slow beginners in three, four and five as well as the eight. So they're the four drop out, the other yep. four half go forward. Val Potticella won't lead, although she did show speed as yep. we said recently, but I think Pearly Tears will punch up on the rail, could almost lead. Zulu Blast is going to put that pressure on. Big Susie three wide. All I'm seeing is Val Potticella just, just camping right behind that pace. Moraine, Susie, Palawa, King, Lena, Jinx. I think they'll all be behind Val Potticella. If that's the case, I think she's clearly the dog to beat. Yeah, I'm with Val Potticella, I reckon, from the early market but we'll have a bit more of a look at it. And once the markets come out, uh, we'll see how short she is. I think we'll start favourite Val Policella, yeah. I would have thought. Well, we shall soon find out. But before we find out about odds, let's talk about last year's uh, winner of the Zoom Top. And I buggered up the call, Smithy. I'm going to put my hand up. I said, stagger out, Lee, the winner of the Sandown Cup. Smithy has never let me live that moment down because <laughs> she actually won the bold trees. And it just shows you that anyone can make a mistake, even me. Twice in a show that you're admitting to this, Jim. I, know. I don't know what What's we're paying must be paying him big We bucks. must be paying him a lot just Dude. to admit he's wrong. Here's the replay without any audio. <laughs> <laughs> away and racing. Corborn Magic away okay. Corder went out fast from the middle. He's going to come across and take the lead over Stagger Out Lee, whose lead is back early. A length and a half away to Corborn Magic, then Mapunga Ruby. There by three, then to Ariane Bale. Three lengths, Moraine Susie, Ritzer Piper, and Zarbell letting it all unfold. Under a lap to go, and Corder the leader goes to the city side, leading by four lengths to Corborn Magic, getting past Stagger Out Lee. And they're three lengths then to Mapunga Ruby. Well back, Ariane Bale, and then Moraine Susie. It's quarter the leader. Corborn Magic a length away. And now look at Stagger Out Lee, the Sandown Cup champs, just let loose turning. Stagger Out Lee stormed up, hit the lead, sold away. Stagger Out Lee won the zoom top by two Moraine Susie. And that's exactly what it takes to win a Zoom Top uh, strength, a bit of uh, power at the end from Stagger Outley, and that was her trademark. But it's now time as we get to our final segment, boys, to pull apart the odds for the Tem Lee and the Zoom Top, and who else than Mitchie Abaya from Sportsbet to do this? Mitchie, is there some value there, my friend? No, I think there is, Jimmy Boy. Let's start, uh, we'll go in box order. Mapunga Shine, $4. Number two, Transponder, $6.50. Scalacci, number three, $12. Could be value for some who like the early speed. Number four, Morton, $4. 
$7. Five Big Energy at $5. Six Explicit is your favourite, $3.50. Seven Idolise, the grandmother of the field at $21. And eight Alpha Zulu, $10. Now, you said earlier about the strength of a race is guided by the reserves. Here you go, Tim Zhu, number nine, and Hector Fawley, 10, both at $6.50. Shorter than uh, the majority of the field. So, uh, if you want to have a play in this. Explicit is your favourite, $3.50. Mapunga Shine is second line of betting at $4. My on top selection. Odds correct at 12.15 uh, Eastern Standard Time uh, on the 6th of Feb 2024 for both of these markets. And chances are you're going to lose. 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. What about the Zoom top? I reckon there's some... Uh, value about an Italian party in this one. Yeah, I reckon you're right, and I reckon uh, Corey will be trying to stop off on the way and uh, get a bit of coin on this one here. But let's start Pearly Tears, number one, $4.20. Number two, Val Policella. That's how you spell it there, Jimmy Boy. Uh, $5. Number three, Moraine Susie, $8.04. Palawa King, $4.80. Five Lena Jinx, seems a crazy price at $15. Six Zulu Blast at $4.50. Seven Big Susie, $26. And eight Zohar Bale at $6. Number nine, Mrs. Avenger, the first reserve, $15. And Al Zenity, the 10 at 18s. But uh, Valpolicella, $5. And I think Lena Jinx is the other one that seems overs at 15s for me. So... Uh, your favourite is the six, I believe. Well, let's cut to the chase. Uh, it's time to get our bets on with the Punters Punting Club. Punters Punting Club. Jeez. Is that you on a dog? <laughs> Are you sitting on a dog there? I'm not sure how that stinger got a run in this show, uh, but uh, a bit of copyright going on there, Smithy. Let's be serious, Jim. You, you said, the only way I will come is if the Punters Punting Club stinger survives. And it was, it was part of your contract. And what are you getting at? Saying that I'm too heavy to ride a dog. Were you sitting? Were you actually sitting on a dog there? Because I'll tell you what, that dog would want to have a bloody strong back. Cartoons. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not coming back. To be honest, uh, <laughs> let's get into selection. Starting with the Tim Lee boys, uh, I'll kick it off. I'm going to go with the pace of explicit drawn box number six. I think uh, can bounce to the front, can control the race, and I look. It's an interesting race. I think Mapunga Shine's the best drawn, but I just think the more I look at this, pace from six and seven, if explicit leads, Idolise works across to second placing, I'd be more than content being on explicit leading with Idolise sitting second. Uh, well, you're going from Thompson and Tulio. I'm going to Thompson and Tulio, but a little bit different. I'm with Transponder. Uh, I, I think he's really well drawn, to be honest, Transponder. We saw him win from box number three in a top gun. He's won from box number one in an Adelaide Cup. He, he's a very, very classy individual. And if the speed outside of him can't get across, then I reckon it'll be all she wrote. Mm. Uh, I'm with the one here, Mapunga Shine. Uh, so three different selections from all of us and look I think drawn well off box one massive advantage in this sort of race knows the ground can go five flat or thereabouts to the first turn uh, aid of having two transponder drawn next to him I think he's going to get a lovely run into that turn maybe not be nice to find a length or two in the in the run home but if you run 29.70 in the race like this I think that'll be uh, all you need to win it so happy to be with the one Mapunga Shine Well there you go the Tem Lee three different selections from three tipping gurus you wouldn't have expected that, would you? Hey, let's talk about the, uh, the, the Zoom top. Uh, Val Policella, I, I've got a feeling, I've just done a little bit more research, uh, a 19,000-acre area of cool climate region for growing grapes in Italy is Val Policella. And I was saying earlier, I think we all need to tip this greyhound so we can have a party in Val Policella if she wins. I reckon you'd thrive over there. You reckon? In a yeah. cool climate? Yeah, I reckon. Well, I might lose some weight. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> 
He's no, been rude on me. with this show. I, I think you're just getting a bit offended over nothing. <laughs> no, I, am, I am clutching at straws, aren't I? You said you're going uh, good on the tennis court. You probably go well in the wine regions yeah, as well. No, that's it. Val Policella for me, boys. I think she's drawn perfectly, and I'm, I'm getting a little bit of an inkling you'll both agree. It's a party pup, as we call it, uh, over on SEN track. I'm really keen, Val Policella. I think she'll follow through the one. Uh, there'll be a bit of speed out wide. There'll be plenty of greyhounds that are... Uh, kind of getting back and running on. But Val Policella for me is the dog in form. Uh, she's an absolute star. Yeah, I think that she can sit probably second or third on that first turn and be pretty hard to run down. So, um, yeah, absolutely flying. I think Lena Jinx is probably the one at value that I'd probably look at having a little nibble at mm. if I'm backing Val Policella as well. For those who are watching this via the vodcast, can we just get that frame up again with the price of Val Policella? Because I just saw Corey Smith midway through no, our mate. break. He was almost, it almost looked as if he was tucking into a rump steak when he saw the price of Val Policella. <laughs> it's five bucks, Smithy. Are you hungry? Uh, no, no, I'm not. You're not? No, I'm very hungry. Yeah. Uh, I haven't eaten today, Jim. But uh, I think I Val Policella, <laughs> yeah, you've had your banana bread and City, the Coke. City View Bistro will be heading straight I think, yeah. In my head, Val Policella is, is significant overs at yeah. $5. I, I would have thought she'd be closer to three and might start closer to three on, on start time. But uh, I'm not a trader and uh, I, I just have an opinion, though. And Val Policella is overs. That's my opinion. Our mate Shagger's got no idea? or <laughs> No, I love Shagger. I love Shagger. Good on you, Smithy. Good fun having you on board, as always. And you too, Mitchie. Well done. Loved it. Thanks, boys. Anything else to add, Smithy, seeing nah. as you're the, the boss of the show? No, no. I Enjoy Bali, nah. mate. Enjoy Bali. Yeah. Good riddance is all I'm saying because uh, old mate over here is going to get the the, uh, the arse and we'll, we'll bring someone new in next week. <laughs> Won't be near as good next week, punters, but thanks for joining us tonight. First of three big editions coming out. Don't forget the racing. Saturday, Feb 10 for week one. Feb 17 for week two. And it culminates with Saturday, February 24 at the Meadows for week three. The Oz Cup, the Oz Cup Consolation, the Fair to Bale Final, the Rookie Rebel Country Championship and the Vic Breeders. That's going to be my favourite night. But up first, the Tim Lee and the Zoom top. Have some fun and back some winners, but gamble responsibly. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.